Welcome to FMC Radio, your officially unofficial source for all things Free Methodist. From in-depth discussions with key FMC leaders to daily updates during events like General Conference, we want to keep a consistent stream of information flowing to you regarding where God is leading the Free Methodist Church. I'm your host, Josh Avery. We want to invite you to sit back, relax, and join us on this journey as we learn what it means to be Free Methodist in this episode of the FMC Radio Show. Welcome back to everyone in the FMC Radio Nation, especially those listening in Oregon. I know that we have uh, increased listenership there. I want to say hello to those in New York, over in California, Pennsylvania, Texas. We are actually have listeners in all but five states right now. It's exciting. I may have mentioned that on another episode. I can't remember. I totally forget. But I'm excited. So welcome to everyone who's listening and uh, so today is February 12th. We are in the week of the hopeless romantics. You're going to take uh, your girlfriend out, right? Your wife out, your uh, husband, your boyfriend, your significant other. You're going to take them out this week and go into the restaurant that's packed with people. And to show your love, you're going to sit down and have a meal. And you're probably going to be rushed out because it will be valentine's day right (laughs) i don't know i think it just is a better idea maybe to have the valentine's day dinner and to do something special maybe on another night just how crazy it could be going out but anyways all that to say it is the week of valentine's day it is the week of february 12th we are um not going to talk about valentine's day today and in fact i'm not even really going to do much of an intro normally i might do some funny news stories i might do some recommendations of books that i've read or i may just talk about something that is uh, free methodist in nature briefly before a a main interview but today i don't want to do that i want to jump right into the interview because i want the focus to be on what is about to be said here and uh, i want to encourage everybody out there in the fmc radio listenership. I want you all to consider, every single one of you listening to my words right now, to consider responding to what you're about to hear. And there's so many different things out there that are worth your time and worth your money. Um, But what you're about to hear is a dream that a retired pastor in our conference has had for 40-some years. He is now realizing that dream in just a few weeks. And you are able to join in on this dream, no matter where you're at. You don't even have to leave your couch to join in on this dream. Listen to this interview, and then please, please consider taking action. And if you are a listener of the show, tell him, tell, tell how when you message him that FMC Radio sent you. We'll see how many of our listeners we can get involved. Take a listen to this, and then take some action. We are here today with a retired pastor and... Uh, now, normally, retired pastor, you're supposed to just be on the beach, right? You're not supposed to be doing anything. I don't know. Actually, I was on the beach last week. <laughs> okay, so you got that out of the way. So this is this is Pastor Hal Hare, and you have been a part of the Ohio Conference and Pittsburgh Conference that I'm aware of. Any other conferences that you were a part of? Uh, yeah, Maryland, Virginia for a few years, oh, okay. and Wabash for one, one year and a half, maybe, something like that. Okay, so four conferences. How many churches is that? To do the math here. Seven, I think. Six seven, seven different churches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how many years total? 42 plus. Yeah. Okay, great. So now it's been, what, one year since retiring? 
I retired in May, so I'm okay. like seven or eight months in. Hasn't quite been. So tell us, first of all, just a little bit about kind of, of course, you said 40-some years of, of pastoring churches. So 40-some years, you kind of get used to, okay, hey, this is what's going to be different challenges at each church, different people, different even cultures in these different churches. But you get an idea, okay, hey, this is what it's going to, you know, I'm going to be doing sermons, I'm going to be counseling, I'm going to have these, you know, weddings, funerals. Now, after 40-some years, all of a sudden, one day you get up, it's like, hey, I don't need to go to the church. I don't need to plan a sermon. You know, I don't need to do these things. What is that like for you? Well, actually, I, I just wrote a blog article about that. And uh, so, so I got some thoughts pretty fresh on my mind. Hmm. Um, you know, in May, uh, beginning of June, I woke up with no meetings, uh, no messages to prepare, no calls to make. Hmm. No plans to be made for <laughs> church planning or anything like that. Uh, and it was great at first, really. Yeah. Uh, I, my routine didn't change a lot. I got up every, every morning and would read my Bible, spend some time in prayer the way I had for years and years and years. And then um, I got really busy around our home, making repairs, uh, putting in a yard, finishing a garage, doing landscaping. So I'd get up in the morning, catch some news, have a little breakfast, go outside, work all day, come in at dusk, have some supper, uh, get cleaned up, sit and read or watch TV again. I noticed that uh, after some months, I wasn't being as faithful reading the scripture in the morning, hmm. having my prayer time. And then painfully, I got to tell you, it almost became non-existent. Hmm. Wow. And... Uh, I realized that the ministry aspect of my life had all but completely ended. Hmm. I was uh, withdrawing more and more. Uh, didn't want to be around people. Uh, I would arrange to go to church exactly on time and be the f one of the first ones out the door. Hmm. Uh, now we lost a son hmm. uh, two years ago, so yeah. you know this. Some of this began with his death, and it. Uh, was exacerbated, exacerbated by retirement, but um, uh, I just gave a message Sunday, only second time since I retired, hmm. uh, on how does God get your attention? How does he wake you up when you slip into these kind of ruts? And for me, it was actually through a mentoring relationship. I've been challenged by the Pittsburgh Conference to take on a younger pastor, and uh, you know, in meeting... We'd had a long holiday break, and in getting back into meeting with him, I realized that if I was going to take this role seriously, I needed to take a look at my own life. Hmm. So you know, now I'm in the process of reengaging and reconnecting with God and uh, trying to figure out just what he has in plan, in plan for me. Yeah, as I remember often and probably, I'm sure, have mentioned on this show before the uh, quote, and many people, even if I haven't mentioned it, have heard it, but uh, John Piper writes that book, Don't Waste Your Life. He talks about that idea of the retirement, you know, the Reader's Digest, perfect retirement. God takes an early retirement, he gets to go, you know, on this 40-foot trawler, and they, him and his wife, you know, cruise around, and then they pick up shells, and that was the story, and he said, you know, that's the tragedy, that is wasting your life. Um, and uh, it's a pretty interesting thing because that's a, the opposite of what we think. 
But I think it comes back to this idea that I've learned over the past several years that we need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And really, collecting seashells is not bigger than ourselves. So if that's all we have to do, <laughs> we're going to feel something's missing in our lives. Um, you know, there, there, so for years, you know, you had something bigger than yourself. You know, you had these churches that you're invested in, the people there. Uh, that you're invested in now, you have this thing where, okay, I have all this free time, and it's good, it's a, it's a nice break, but now you're like, well, I need to be involved in something bigger than myself again. And you've kind of come to this uh, conclusion of this crazy adventure, which is the reason I wanted to sit down with you today, because it sounds as if you're entering into this epic story, um, and not just for yourself, but tell us a little bit about what you are planning on doing. Well, uh, in five weeks, I'll be heading for Georgia and uh, putting my feet on the Appalachian Trail, uh, where hopefully, if, if I'm able to do it, I'll stay for five or six months until I finish it in Maine. How many, how, finish it meaning, what, what does that all involve? Well, it, it, it involves uh, traveling from northern Georgia through 14 states to central Maine. 2,100 approximately 80 miles. Uh, you, you, they say you climb you climb 300 mountains in the process. Oh my. Uh, and uh, I heard about it when I was 21, right after I got married. <laughs> so how many years ago is this? <laughs> yeah, well, that was uh, 45 years ago. I guess. Okay, uh, been thinking about it for 45 years of doing. Yeah, this. I've been dreaming about it. I I I think it'd be safe to say. Nearly every day of my life since then, I've wow. thought about the Appalachian Trail wow. at some point or another. You know, just push back in your chair for a little bit, close your eyes, and, oh, where would I be, you know, if, yeah. if I was on the trail? So, yeah, it's been a slow boil, um, but uh, obviously at some point I realized this is not going to happen until I retire. Yeah. And uh, I am retired now. This is really the first spring. Uh I uh, you said you said I'm, I'm making plan to make it happen. You said it was 14 states. How many miles in total? 2,175.80. Okay, it changes it's... every year because of alterations they have to make to the trail. True. Okay. So how how many weeks or how long is this going to be taking you to do this? Well, they they I, I've been reading about that. They say the average if you average 12 miles a day and don't take too many, what they call zero days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll make it in in just under six months. Six months, so it's yeah. you're half a year. You're just gonna be out there now. Are you? Getting, I mean, are you getting picked up one of these days? Go to a restaurant? I mean, halfway through? I mean, is it just you and yourself for six months on a trail? What does this look like? Or haven't you thought that far yet? The Appalachian Trail is a, a very social trail. It is a wooded trail the entire way. Um, but you on the southern in the southern states, you're never more than three mile, three days away from a, a resupply point. Mm. So uh, you you have opportunity to hit a lot of towns. You could get hot meals. Okay. When you're like the very popular Skyline Drive section, most backpackers carry very little food there because there's enough places you can buy a hamburger. There you go. Uh, okay. Through that area <laughs> that you travel a little lighter and buy your food every day. Um, but when you get into the northern states, then you have to start carrying more food and mm. uh, be prepared for greater challenges there. 
especially Maine. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that you've thought about for all these years, and obviously I'm sure this more recently was not the first time your wife had heard about it. She's heard about it before, but did she expect you to do it now that you're retired? Did she think, well, when he's retired, you know, he's not really going to go out and do that? Or, or did she expect it this whole time? Yeah, uh, I think Debbie's always known I would do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, and she's very uh, very agreeable to it. She's going to be my trail manager. She'll, she'll send me packages and uh, uh, meet any critical needs that I have along the way. Did she meet, did she meet up with you or anyone meet up with you during no, these six months? She'll do mail drops to me at okay. uh, established post offices along the way. Wow. And, uh, you know, I'm presently drying foods and packing boxes, uh, yeah. preparing them for her, trying to make as easy as I can. Wow. But, yeah, periodically when I'm running low, I'll have her resupply me. The rest of the stuff you buy along the way. And, again, there's plenty of opportunities to do that. Yeah. Uh, I've been told by some other thru-hikers that, Dollar General stores are popping up all along the trail now. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what I look forward to, too. I mean, I think the biggest thing when I picture it, or anybody pictures it, is getting out there, seeing these beautiful, you know, sites of all these different states and seeing, you know, you're going up these mountains, you're going down, and you're seeing that. But then, you know, there's after a little bit, too, you're thinking, oh, I can't wait to get to a Dollar General. <laughs> That's a good sight to see at some point. <laughs> Backpackers love Dollar Generals and all-you-can-eat restaurants. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. So yeah. this is this adventure that in and of itself, I mean, let's say that was it. Okay, well, that's that's great. I'm so excited for you to go. That would be an adventure in and of itself. Six months, okay, you're retired. You're saying, I'm going to go out there. You know, who knows the ministry opportunities there in these small towns. Even just walking, you're going to maybe meet up with a group. You're walking for a day and you're having conversations. You don't know who you're going to come across. But, yeah. and you've, you've had this, this dream for 40-some years now, but you decided to take it to the next level. You decided to not only have an adventure for yourself, but almost even challenge yourself to, you know, say you were thinking about stopping early you're going to be challenged to go all the way now because you've decided to, to do something else. Tell us about what that is. Well, I actually, I'm, I'm doing something uh, that uh, will help keep me on the trail. Right. I'm, uh, I've made a connection through the Free Methodist Church with International Child Care Ministries. And uh, my wife and I support a couple of their children, and so their, their ministries close to our hearts. Mm. And uh, they've given me permission to uh, raise sponsors, uh, enlist sponsors to raise funds for their special projects, building schools and feeding centers in some of the poorest countries in the world. Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently recruiting people like for a penny a mile that I complete, yeah. or some are five cents a mile. I've even got a few that are going to give 10 cents a mile, which that's that's, that's going to be over two hundred dollars. Yeah. Sure, yeah. If I finish the trip, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, a lot of my friends and family are like taking bets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck, I'll give you a dollar an hour, a dollar a mile. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make it a hundred miles. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're, you know, we're, uh, but uh, you know, my my thought is, well, if I'm out there hiking and thinking, well, I'll make it every mile. I'm, I'm making ten dollars for those kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that might help me stay on that trail. You know, right. discouraged times. I just give me Absolutely. something to push forward for. Yeah, you're getting tired uh, after several hundred miles. You're gonna say, oh, okay, hey, do one more mile. That's ten bucks. 
uh, maybe I'll do one more, and then you just there keep you on, go. man. Then before you know it, you finish it up, and somebody owes you two thousand bucks. You yeah. did a dollar a mile. I'm banking <laughs> on it. I'm banking on it. So, yeah. so what? Um, what is a way that people can contribute towards this? Somebody's listening, and and so we have listeners from all but five states now. I just looked at our our geography, and there's only five states that aren't listening. And so if you're near Alaska, to go download one in Alaska so we could get somebody from there. But that is that aside, we we have people from all over, so you know they can't just meet up with you. How how can somebody give you give towards this project? Well, obviously, all I'm asking for right now is the commitment itself. The money won't be be asked for until I complete whatever I complete. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just a matter of uh, texting, calling, emailing me, Facebooking me, and saying, hey, how I'm in for 10 cents a mile, something okay. like that. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, for uh, for your listeners, probably be uh, an email. Okay. And my, my email is h-a-l-i-n-a-s-i-a at psmail.net. Okay, and what I'll do in a, uh, in the show notes here, if you look at the show notes, you'll be able to see his email there. I'll also put a link to his blog where he talks about uh, what he's doing here. There's a lot of other stuff on his blog, as he mentioned earlier as well. Um, but there you can see some things. And uh, so as he mentioned, though, the, the money's not going to come in yet. So what you're going to want to think of is how much you're going to need to do a little bit of math here and see how much you can afford because... If he completes all these two thousand miles, and you say I'm doing five bucks a mile, you're in big trouble. <laughs> yes. But the kids will be happy. So you need to figure out how much could you possibly give? Can you give one cent per mile? Can you give ten cents per mile? What can you do? Um, and keeping in mind that this is all going to um, do two things really. The first and foremost, of course, this money's going to go, and it's going to provide um, for the children. Um, in all these different countries that ICCM is able to touch, but also in a, I guess, smaller way, but also in a very large way. Uh, the more money that is given, the more money that is is being raised per mile, I want to say is, is um, even just psychologically going to help how complete his adventure, complete his uh, challenge of getting through the whole thing. I, I think, uh, you know, if he had... A, one person in, you know, it's going to be a, a lot easier to end early than if he has a, a lot of people that are hoping, you know, he continues on and that he, he raises as much money as possible. So we want to see as many people possible getting involved um, as we can with this. And as I just mentioned, I'll put these links there in the show notes for you to check out. Um, what are you thinking? How would be the uh, any sort of issues that you're you're planning on running into? Well, the uh, yeah, I'm 66 now, so I'm not that 21 year old guy anymore. Yeah. So obviously I have concerns. Uh, you know, I've read from other through hikers that w if you do the whole trail from Georgia to Maine, it's equivalent of climbing Mount Everest 14 times. Oh my. So you know, this is a rigorous thing, especially when you get into the northern states. It's it, it gets quite difficult yeah. at that point. Sure. So. I really don't know. The longest <laughs> I've ever been out backpacking is seven days. Yeah. Uh, Have you done now, any, had to do any, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead no, I, now I'm looking at extended weeks and months, so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if I can do this or not. Yeah. But uh, I've, I, I, I've been looking to, forward to it for such a long time, and I'm trying to create a, a groundswell of reasons that will keep me on the trail. I've, sure. I've, I've, I've read literally hundreds of books by other, by other through hikers. 
So I, uh, I'm not ignorant of what I'm getting into. Yeah. But I'm very excited about it, looking forward to it. Been buying a lot of gear, doing some training. Yeah. And uh, can't wait for five weeks to go by and get on the trail. And so five weeks, in five weeks from now. So it's yeah, coming I'm up. start around May, uh, March 8th or 9th, something like that. So it's coming up pretty soon, and uh, we're recording this podcast on the 6th of February, which is a Tuesday. So by this time, the time this comes out next week, will be even uh, a week closer. So, uh, you know, don't hesitate to take action and, and uh, contact Hal with a pledge um, and get involved here um, as far as, uh, as far as much as you can. And it'll help out I- ICCM as well. Um, well, I'm very excited to hear uh, an update. And, and I think after you get back, which again, I'll be some time from now, it'll be like six, seven months from now, uh, we'll have to have you back on here again, hear all the stories, which <laughs> will be probably like an hour or more of being able to hear all the things that happened and all the Dollar Generals you went to. <laughs> sure. but, like that. but that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Happy to be here. All right. We will see everyone next week. Thank you.